Welcome to the Any Mum Can podcast. I'm Versha Patel, your host today, and I've gone from being a driven career woman in the corporate world turned a passionate health and well-being coach and consultant, empowering women to prioritize their needs, their health, show up the way they desire in their life and their work, and so much more. I hope today you are inspired by the conversation and you take some action to make some serious change where you feel you need it the most. So pleased to have Dr. Anne Whitehouse with me talking about female feminine power. Uh, Let me introduce this guest to me. She's amazing. I've known this woman for quite some time. Just from professional purposes, actually, I uh, did some healing with um, Anne. She's evolved her working practices and she's written a book. So welcome, Anne. Thank you so much. Delighted to be here. Oh, I'm so pleased to have you. I'm so pleased when you accepted my invitation. So uh, this is Dr. Anne Whitehouse and she is the number one bestseller author of Pull Back Your Power, which is this book here. I can highly recommend it. Uh, she is a PhD scientist turned female power alchemist and a subconscious transformation expert. After her own spectacular burnout in the boys' club world of university engineering, she uncovered the hidden roots that sabotage high achieving women and devised a game changing solution. She now teaches visionary women to level the energetic playing field, break through success limits income ceilings and visibility blocks and fulfill their dreams in the world um, and recreate their relationship with men both at home and at work. So uh, welcome again Anne, I'm such a pleasure to have you with us talking about female power. Can you explain, I'm not going to attempt to uh, (laughs) explain it in a nice simple way, I'm going to give that um, opportunity to you. Would you um, Tell us a bit more about female power, what it is and how you came to be in this work. Oh, my goodness, that is such a big, (laughs) big question to answer. Um, I guess I should start initially by just saying what what happened to me. So I was what you call a high flying academic PhD from Cambridge, postdoc fellowship. And I went into uh, university engineering as as a lecturer. And of course, I was very much a minority. And I went in confident, motivated, ready to be a role model to the few young women on the course. And I was highly competent, confident. And I got there and something happened to me. I just felt subtly undermined. The longer I was there, instead of getting more confident and more relaxed in what I was doing, my stress just went up. My confidence evaporated and I didn't know why. I just felt as if the rug had been pulled out from under me. And in my case, it skyrocketed into what I call a spectacular burnout and I ended up with chronic fatigue syndrome. And I, so I went from um, you know, high flying academic to burnt out invalid in just six years. And that scientific career that I'd worked so hard for, I lost the whole thing. And I was left with this big question. Why was it that I, so you know, qualified, could not function in that career, even though I could do the job just fine. I could do the research. My students loved me. I loved the teaching. I could do all the actual things, but the environment, I could not function in it. 
And so that took me onto, uh, well, onto a, a real journey into the subconscious, into you know, why had I reacted that way? What was going on under the surface? And I began to look into um, like subconscious beliefs or, and, and that took me even deeper into what I now realize is basically a, a whole like an operating system. If you imagine that you, your mind is like a computer, we are running our 21st century software. We are, you know, high achieving women and you want to be, you know, the, the mother and the career woman and have the great relationship and, you know, do all the school runs and, you know, we have to do all this stuff. And we think we can do it, with, you know, we're there and under the surface, unfortunately, our operating system is completely out of date. It's like taking a, a computer from the 1970s and trying to run the latest software on it. It's not going to work, right? Our operating system is still deeply rooted in that patriarchal past. It doesn't update these, these old sort of energetic patterns about what a woman should do and shouldn't do and what she, you know, what, how she has to be and she's got to hold herself behind men and support roles and she's um, certainly can't be out there in a very male dominated career with authority over men. This is all hidden. We have no idea what's going on. So at the, at the surface, we are there thinking, I'm going to be a high powered woman expressing myself in my, in my career. Under the surface, we get all these messages, like subliminal messages saying, no, you can't do that. You're not allowed to be there. Your place is in the home. Your place is uh, in the shadow of men. And it sounds ridiculous me saying it, but I've tested, you know, literally hundreds of people you know, measuring what's actually in their subconscious and all these old patterns, these old beliefs are there. So what, basically what it says to a woman is, you're not allowed to be yourself here. You're not allowed to express your true female power. So what we do is we shut ourselves down. We start to suppress parts of ourselves. We, we fit in to the world around us, which is a very big male default, uh, male benchmark world. It's what, what you've inherited. And there's no judgment. It is what it is. And all this subtle messaging is going on, even if the people you're with are great, you know, and enlightened, we still get all this messaging. So our true power is literally squashed. And we are running on, like on, um, we're catching up all the time. We're running on empty. So you have, what happens is, is one of two things. Either a woman will end up kind of shutting down and becoming invisible, holding back, not feeling as confident as her abilities say she should be. That's what happened to me. Or with the same messaging, she, if she has a different character, she's going to say subconsciously, I'm not allowed to be in my female power here. So I've got to take on a very aggressive, confrontational male energy in order to succeed. And you see that kind of women in the workplace all the time. So both types have had to change who they are in here, right? Because they are they are reacting to this male default energetic world and all the old programming, the, all the hidden stuff and all the, you know, the subtle messages, the put downs, the fact that it's assumed that the man next to you is an authority, even though you're the one with the authority, but they, the, the knee jerk reaction is that the man is the one with the authority. All this stuff, it's, it goes at you day after day after day, messaging, subtly you're not allowed to be a powerful woman here and on top of that we have this enormous heritage of powerful women are persecuted and put to death 
for you know millennia all over the world it's been the case women who have rocked the boat gone against the status quo gone against patriarchy have been you know attacked executed over and over again and it gives us that there's a very big what i would call a group consciousness like you know uh, beliefs that are in the energy fields that they're so strong that it's dangerous to be seen as a powerful woman and all of this causes us to subconsciously hold back or think we have to change who we are and all of that of course takes us out of alignment and we're not free to be ourselves we do achieve we push ourselves but because we aren't free to be you know who we really are and have our true power completely expressed it, it, there's a cost and it could be burnout and it could be a problem with your relationship it could be a problem with your health it could be that your whole work life feels like one great big battle or struggle because the energies are just out of alignment so my work this the female power alchemy of, of my work is to free women from all of these these effects which you have to do on a deep level you can't just say i'm going to ignore it doesn't work that way alas <laughs> be great if it did but it doesn't you have to free yourself on that deeper level so that although the messages messaging is going on doesn't send your subconscious into a fight or flight so you can then feel relaxed being confident being seen being in the spotlight you know, earning the money maybe earning more than your partner without it triggering all of that stuff that undermines so many women so sorry that's quite a long a long answer but i hope that covered what you were <laughs> you were after yeah well that really it explains um you know the 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 underlying foundations of your book as well uh, essentially um because you do talk about all of those things but i suppose my question is um how is it you say that we're not aware of it and there'll be some women that can really resonate and say most definitely I can feel I can really resonate and it's there are definitely there is something that I feel I can't see but I don't know why I can't get any further or things don't feel mm -hmm. right well then there'll be other women that'll say do you know I I've had a really good education. I doors have just opened for me, and I've had no problem. And you know, some women haven't had children, so they may not have that conflict of mo motherhood and then career and drive for that. Mm -hmm. You know, high aspiration of breaking all 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 uh, ceilings. But they, you know, so what? What's your thoughts on? people that women that feel the doors have just opened and I've you know not had children I don't feel like things are in my way and things are generally yes there are some glass ceilings but I've broken through them what what's your perspective okay so there are various factors that that come into play here um obviously the more you are juggling in your life the more challenging it's going to be and it depends on your own character, how I mean, how sensitive you are. Some women are, you know, don't pick up all these subtle messages as much simply because maybe they're not as sensitive to the energies, not as intuitive. I was very sensitive, so I just picked it all up. And so you know, I was particularly vulnerable <laughs> in this regard. But it also very much relates to your, your childhood, because if you had challenges 
you know, any uh, experiences where you were you know, put down or told that you can't do something or any kind of trauma or any kind of abuse, of course, that then sets up patterns where you are very, very sensitive and those parts of your mind are going to be locked in what I call frozen experiences where you have lost your power and those parts of your subconscious, they don't heal by themselves. You need to actually get in there and do the work to release that. So somebody who's got frozen experiences like that, their system is already partly in, uh, I'm in danger. And so when you get this messaging, they're likely to have a much stronger response than somebody who has, has sailed through life and hasn't had this. Now, I should mention that um, you know, so my um, upbringing was very equal opportunities. My parents absolutely, totally supportive of me you know, having the best education, um, supported me being a scientist. There was no, you can't do that because you're a girl. I have a brother and I had every single, you know, we had both exactly the same opportunities. So I had no idea that this stuff was programmed in me at all. And then I got out into that world <laughs> and I started to react. And I was, I was astonished. I was astonished. And of course, at the time, I had no idea about the subconscious. I mean, I was a, a 3D scientist girl with my electron microscopes. And, <laughs> and it was only because I became so ill that I took the, you know, the journey into the holistic world, which took me into how the mind works and and all of that. And when I began to test what was in my subconscious, I was astonished that I had all of that patriarchal programming within my subconscious. Things like a woman's person in the home and a woman mustn't outshine her husband and you know, women must obey men. I mean, archaic rubbish. And I had not been brought up that way at all. So I was, you know, I was a really good example. I had not been conditioned through my childhood to have that, but it was deeper. It was from these deeper patternings. So what I will say is that my work has shown that everybody that I've, I've tested has this stuff programmed within us, and it's definitely in the world. So the thing is that if you have been, um, if you've had, if you've been really lucky and you haven't reacted to all of this, it's still been there. So it's still been holding you back to a certain extent, even if you haven't noticed it. So in that case, if you were to then clear, clear that, you might find that you suddenly leapt up to an even higher level and without that holding you down. It's the people who are suffering because it's really quite extreme or indeed that the people who, the women who are, have gone the, um, like the taking on the male energy route, they tend to get much higher in their, their careers. There's women who, women who will get onto the board. You know, they're the one who will, you know, they're, they're the ones who they'll become the MPs. They, you know, they'll be the, the high court judges. They'll get to the top, but the energy that they are dealing with can be so um, aggressive and so confrontational that even with them, with their you know, um, more resilient uh, um, strength, they do go into the exhaustion and the burnout. And I've worked with a number of really high up women who were definitely the I'm the warrior type. But the, you know, the, the sustained onslaught of dealing with those energies day after day after day has absolutely begun to take its toll. So the thing is that all women are, are dealing with this because it's the world we're in. Nobody is in a bubble. We are all plugged into it. That's how, that's how we start. When we free ourselves from it, from this all this hidden stuff, then it's, it becomes, oh, my goodness, 
I had no idea that, in fact, I've been holding this weight my whole life because we've lived with it all the time. And it's when you're free, it becomes, whoa, you know, I didn't realize I was that confident. I didn't realize I could do this. I didn't realize I could stand in the spotlight and speak to 500 people without any problem, whatever it might be for you, because we're used to it. We, we deal with it. We adapt every single day and we shouldn't have to adapt. So I hope that answers your question. Yeah, yeah, that does. And uh, I suppose in the mix of all that, because, yes, you can take the male energy and um, and and I remember when, you know, my time when I was in the corporate world, it almost felt like you had to do that to some yeah. degree to, and unconsciously I did that. But so I think a lot of people may not even recognise it as male energy. It's just um, assertion, um, being very to the point. Um, whereas female energy is, what would you, how would you explain female energy? Like the feminine energy, the full right. more okay. so the, the The challenge is here that we women don't, it's very hard to find a woman who hasn't been adversely affected in one way or the other because of, the, of, our, of our heritage. So the, uh, the, like the, the strongest female energy. Uh, let me backtrack a second. People often will say that you know, uh, the male energy is strong and female, female power is weak. And they say that because they haven't actually seen true female power. They've seen crushed female power, right? That is what we see quite a lot of. I didn't realize I'd lived my whole life with crushed female power. I had no idea what it felt like to actually hold my power. And the thing, um, the, the male power, it's it's very you know it's very directional. It's very um, very focused. You know, bang bang bang, action goal, all of that, and that totally has a place, and we absolutely need it. But if a woman is in that mode, it doesn't suit us because our energy is you know it's softer. It has you know, it cycles. We have an enormous strength, but think it's the difference between the arrow and the wave. The wave is very powerful, but then it kind of dissipates. It, you know, it doesn't have that bang energy, you know. Like, but it has its place, right? Yes. So we need both of those. But women haven't been given the opportunity to really have that true female power. Either we've been taught, like in the corporate, like as you said, you've got to be like this. This is your plan, your goals, etc., and you've just got to keep going, push, push, push. Very, very male energy. That's why women who try to do that in a sustained way are going to absolutely burn out because their system cannot function in that way. I mean, that's a you know, it's a biological thing. We are in a different mode. We can do it for a little while, but we need to pull out and get into a more more female energy with that. Or you know, we, we can't we don't do that and we've simply you know been crushed and they're literally running on empty so it's it's not there at all um the and the 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 kind of female power that you can actually have when somebody ha is free well there's lots of different types and that's what is so uh, exciting to discover and, and and one of the things that i i teach is that you don't actually even know what your female power is really going to be or the gifts that come out and you you have got a, a genuine female warrior energy which is magnificent and you've got the, the kind of energy of um 
the sort of um, the, the Earth Mother kind of energy. And you have that, you have the very the very um, sort of sensitive, intuitive kind of energy. These are all amazing female power energies. Um, but when we are um, no longer being restrained or constrained, that's when you become aligned with yourself, and that's when you actually discover who you are when you are in your power. When I talk about how I used to be, uh, people will say. I don't believe that could possibly be you, Anne, because you know, look, you're you're confident, you're relaxed, and you're on the camera and all of this stuff. And, but I was the I was the invisible woman. I was the one at the side of the room playing with my coffee spoon. No one would even see me when I because I was so in that energy of invisibility. And it was understanding this flow of of power and the fact that when we lose that, or indeed when we have never had it we cannot possibly feel safe to express ourselves confidently and do what we want and say what we want and have an opinion and all of these things, which of course is a human right. But would some would say that some of that comes with age, you know, as we get older, you know, when we're first starting out in careers, <laughs> we're a little bit quieter, we're not always finding our place and, or not even finding our place, just establishing ourselves and as we get older we are that's thing that's a different thing so what we what we have is there are people who are are because of their character they're going to be more assertive more confident that's not what I'm talking about I'm talking about the fact that women are constrained by all of these restrictions so you may be confident and assertive but what I'm saying is excellent, well done, you have achieved X, Y, and Z, even within the constraints. I'm saying when you free yourself from that constraint, what else might blossom for you? That's, the, that's what I'm talking about. And every woman who succeeded in the world has been adapting and reacting to all of this messaging, all of these subconscious things saying, no, you can't, that's forbidden, all of that being put down or she's reacting to it she does not yet know how she can be and how much more she can be when that is taken off and do you find that it's mainly the people that are really struggling that would that reach out um mm, not at all okay. no because what happens is it's it's not just one process and then you're free our problem is the limits. And this is the this is the big legacy of patriarchy that, that we have to deal with. And that is that we are set in a whole load of subconscious limits, which I call literally a web of limitations. So you might get to a certain point in your in your career, a certain amount of income or a certain level of authority. And, and what happens is then you will your subconscious will say, Oh, you've hit the limit. You have equal to your husband. You can't go beyond that. That's it. So you hit like a plateau, an inner glass ceiling. And you just get blocked. And you don't know why. You think, why can't I get past this wretched, <laughs> wretched limit? Why can't I get past this? And the stress will build. And your subconscious is busy saying, no, you've got to stop now. You've got to pull back. You've gone too far. It's not safe to go any further into that spotlight because then powerful woman in the spotlight, you're going to be killed for that. So it tries to pull you back. You push forward, it pulls you back. And what you get is like elastic band, you get stretched. You're going one way, it's pulling you the other way. And that internal stress, 
that then creates the imposter syndrome, that creates the stress, that might create other health problems. Definitely relationship conflict can come in at this point. So most of the women who I've really worked with um, who are very much high flyers, they have got very successful and then they've hit these limits. And we have to untangle, you know, what is this limit? Who is it relative to? It's very often limit relative to somebody in your life or relative to your ancestry. And your subconscious has said, that's as far as you're going. You're not going further than that. And so you have, we have to free that up. And then once you do that, then they can get to the next point. And you find that it's like, um, you know, when you hold a cork underwater and you let go and it pops up to the next level, <laughs> that's what happens. And you get to, you, and you begin to expand again, but then you reach the next level and you hit another limit. So it's understanding this process because lots of women will get they'll, they'll get so far they'll, they'll they'll take the action like they'll do the training or they'll launch their online business and they'll take a certain step forward. Then they hit the limit. Then the subconscious begins to sabotage them and it'll start giving them all kinds of fears and oh, you know, you're not good enough and you're going to get um, criticised and all of this stuff begins to churn away and, they, and they, they pull back, they stop. And if you don't understand what's happened, lots of people just don't get any further. And it's especially, um, especially the case for women who are like, just starting out. Say you, say you are a mother and you are dealing with your children, so you want to have something online, you know, earn a bit of income. You might do, um, you know, maybe you might do a, a Reiki course or something and you want to start working online that step into visibility is huge it's huge I mean I remember <laughs> way back when I first did that it's enormous that idea of the whole world could suddenly see you and the fears that that brings up that so many get stopped in their tracks but if you understand what's happened that you have broken the barrier of what your subconscious says is safe and allowed and instead of backtracking you then say ah oh, I remember what that Anne woman said in that uh, podcast. I've hit a subconscious limit. My subconscious is probably telling me that I'm too visible to be safe or I'm not allowed to do this because I'm too successful relative to my partner. And so then that's the time to do some, some work, do some inner work, release that limit. And then you can take the next step. So it's that understanding that this process of limit block and then next limit and next limit. This is what happens to women as we expand in the world. And the higher you go up, it doesn't change. You will get still hit those limits. So the women that I tend to work with are the ones who are on their way up and they're hitting those limits and they need the tools to get past them so that they can simply expand and achieve and do whatever they want in life. Wow, it sounds phenomenal work and life-changing. So it is, yes. And um, would you not... Um, in your experience, or maybe I don't know, because uh, you work with women, and, and I do too, but from the things that I, you know, groups that I've been in, uh, my own uh, personal experience of being in a coaching group, and um, I found that men also experience these sabotage, self-sabotaging habits and mm -hmm. limiting beliefs. So it's not mutually exclusive just to women, but... Um... Oh, well, I'm glad you brought that up <laughs> because I'm just I'm writing a book for men. <laughs> men are held back by other things. So the thing with women is that we have the legacy of patriarchy, which is 
utterly huge, absolutely huge. And a man, a man will never have that. And the world is full of male benchmarks, which suit men, and they are not our natural benchmarks. That's, that's the way it is. On top of that, you have other factors. You have other factors like if you've had traumas, if you've been put down, if you've been abused, if you have um, challenges with your, your background, because there are lots of lots of uh, class programming, you know, you can't rise above your station. That's these things are very big, you know. Um, but on top of that, there are particular programs, in, again, obsolete, which affect men. Things like the you know, sons not not being allowed to outshine their fathers. That is enormous, very, very deeply ingrained. And then you have things like um, the alpha male programs. So it, it's it's everything is it's the kill or be killed. It's that there can only be one. You know, if you've seen Highlander, <laughs> there can there can be there can only be one, right? Yeah. Um, uh, so that is not an energy which is conducive to cooperation and you know being being allowed to be authentic and being allowed to be sensitive it is like I've got to get to the top or I'm not good enough or I'm going I'm going to be um you know destroyed these are very very deep programs that uh, you know affect a lot of men and then then of course you have the problem of the definition of a real man male power also uh can either be uh, in a very negative sense, or it can be absolutely wonderful. And in the world, we have very big examples of very, um, what I would call a negative manifestation of male power, which is really, I'm using force. I'm stronger than you, so I can bash you and do what I like because I'm more forceful. That isn't power, that is force. But true male power also includes love and collective good and responsibility then that's you know that's the like the, the divine masculine expressed in a human man so that is fantastic and we need that balanced with the female in order to have you know, power properly expressed in our world and goodness do we need that at the moment we don't have that because all the old programming around uh, what's been what's tells men what how they should be again it's all under the surface is saying that a man should be forceful and should um put down women you know, a, a man's a man's um value in this hidden operating system is defined by how much he controls women or how much he earns more than his wife very much power over power under stuff so that is not helpful that is outdated it's not what we are trying to create, certainly not in you know, British society, we're trying to create something better. But again, there's the conflict between what the man is trying to do and be, especially if he is a man who is you know, a deep thinker, more sensitive, more caring. And if his subconscious is saying, you're, you're only valued as a man if you are forceful and at the top and putting people down and controlling women, he's going to have an internal conflict, which is going to create problems for him as well. So it's all the, this, the mismatch between what we're trying to create you know, here and now with our you know, enlightened ideals of freedom and self-expression and love and responsibility and this ancient subconscious operating system 
which has all these old ridiculous benchmarks which don't help anybody. So the first step is awareness of what's actually happening. You know, there's nothing wrong with anybody. We're just being given mixed messages and try having to react to them without knowing what we're reacting to. And you understand that, you stop blaming yourself. You, and that is so important, especially for women, right? Because we're the first to say there's something wrong with me. I'm not good enough. Yeah. I'm not clever enough. I'm not this, that, and the other. But when you understand, oh, it's that stupid operating system. It's telling me I should be something that's outdated. Rubbish. Of course I can be whatever I want to be. So that awareness is the first step. And then comes you know, working with the techniques to, uh, to literally bring back the power, bring the subconscious out of fight or flight. Then, it, then when you do that, you begin to look around subconsciously and your mind will say, oh, hang on a minute. It's, it's not... It's not the 16th century after all. It's, it's, it's the 21st century. Turns out I am free. Turns out I can outshine men and not be put to death for it. Fantastic, right? But it isn't until you've done that work and are holding that power on that deep level that you're, 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 that, you're um, that you begin to let those that old programming go. So it, it's a process, but once... The, the most important thing, which I want people to take away, is that once you understand this mismatch, you stop blaming yourself, you understand what's happening, and that in itself puts you back in control when you stop thinking there's something wrong with you because of the way you're reacting. Wow. That's very it's, – um, it's deep work, isn't it? Oh, yeah. and, <laughs> and, like, and, and I know from like, even reading your book and my own practices of meditation and doing deep work to ch change um, my subconscious mind, my beliefs about myself and things that have happened to me in my younger life and how that plays out in my life now. Um, is that the kind of thing you – going that you your book talks about meditations and and things that you can practices you can do to release uh those things is that is that the kind of the group work you do as well as anything else what um well in in the book i take you through what i call the six keys of female empowerment which is literally a way that you can start to unravel this operating system and open up your, your your true power uh, and I take you through sort of um, you, you can call them meditations or visualizations which take you quite deep uh, and I, I do provide uh, recordings audio recordings where I talk you through this process that goes with the book so you can begin to do that work by yourself but in the work that I that I do you know with people what I'm doing is actually something deeper than that I'm actually teaching women how to stop the power draining away so if you are, say you're having um, a difficult conversation with somebody and you find you can't speak up, you can't say what you want to say, or you've got your anxiety coming up or you've got to give a presentation at work and your stress is off the scale. These are signs that your subconscious perceives that you're in danger and your power is draining away. Literally, an energy is draining from you as, as if you are in an electric circuit because women are conditioned to give their power away. This is what, this is the heritage that we have. And while, while you don't have your power, your mind will not feel safe. You will be in a fight or flight or freeze. 
and you will always be playing catch up. So what I teach women to do is to analyze you know, where they are literally losing their power in their lives. And I teach them how to stop that happening, how to uh, bring that power in and hold it and program themselves to react differently on that energetic level. So the next time you, you go into that kind of situation, you're holding your power, you don't go into fight or flight, and then you are relaxed, feeling confident, being yourself, saying what you want to say, being competent. And when you are holding your power, you actually give out a completely different energy. People start to react to you differently. It's absolutely astonishing. When I first discovered how to do this, I could not believe the difference it made to me. I didn't realize, I mean, I'd been working women's empowerment for years. I'd never held my power. I'd been doing all the belief work. And when I held my power for the first time, I thought, my God, what is this? I've lived like 50 years without ever feeling what it was like to actually hold my power. Uh, it, it absolutely changes everything. It, it truly does. Gosh, that is... Um... That is it's deep work it's, and it sounds uh yes yeah, astonishing actually and um you actually bring the book actually to life because you know i've read the book but hearing the way you talk about it is is quite extraordinary um how do you deal with people that are um resistant to the idea that these things can't possibly exist? Well, let's just say that if anybody is at the point of really wanting to change something, then you are open to try new things. If I hadn't been, I mean, with, with, when my journey started, I had been told by the medical profession, that's it, we can't do anything for you, good luck, off you go. And I, at the time I was about 30, and I pretty much lost everything. I'd lost my career, I'd lost my health. And I wasn't prepared to accept that. I had no idea what it would take to get better. No idea. But I remember lying there on that sofa. I was too weak to, to sit up. That's how bad it was. And I um, literally made a choice. And it was like a switch in my head. And I just thought, I am not prepared for this to be my life. I'm going to find the solution. I don't care what it is. I don't care what I have to try. I don't care how long it takes. I believe there's a solution. And I'm going to find it. And that began to open the doors of opportunities and people and books. And that was the, the start of everything. And yeah, it took me a long time. <laughs> it took me a very long time. But, you know, what, what, what have I achieved through, through that? And I had to open my mind to all kinds of things. If you are in a situation where your life is not as you want it to be, the thing to, uh, to start with is nothing is impossible, right? This is, uh, this is the thing that I have lived by. The, the world um, has its beliefs of what is possible, what is not. And I think that if you want something to be different and there's no official tool for it, then find your own. Experiment. And I was an experimental scientist and I just worked from, went from working with metals and microscopes to working with <laughs> energies in the mind. But my approach is exactly the same. If there's a problem... You change different things, you try different things, you see what affects it, what it what doesn't, and you keep going until you get the result that you want. So I'm a scientist, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's the way my mind works. But, but you know, if if I have somebody in person 
I use you know, a form of kinesiology to muscle test. To, and they can I can show somebody that that belief is absolutely in their mind. And, we, and I can teach them to bring their power in. And I can do this for somebody in 10 minutes. I can teach them the first time. They will do it. They will succeed the first time. Never had anybody not be able to do it. And then I can test them again. And they will see that that has shifted from them by doing that. So it's, you know, it's very tangible. Absolutely. Slightly more challenging when we're online. We can do exactly the same things, but of course I can't do the actual thing at the moment. But but the thing is this, you know, if you if you want the world to be different for you, then you need to expand the horizons of what you are prepared to look at, how you're prepared to think about things. It's the only way. If you are stuck in the rigid world of this is how it is, nothing can change, then that is the reality you have set up for yourself forever. Most definitely. Just live it almost like being in the um, victim mindset because you're very much, well, I can't do anything. Exactly. exactly. And you're, you are giving your power away just by, by having that, men, that perspective um, and that mindset. So being open to knowing that the world is more than what we can see and we are energetic beings. Yeah. But being able to talk to about it like in a more scientific way is extremely um well it's empowering it makes you feel like well actually it's not all woo-woo and but it is. it's it's actually more and more science is supporting it so it's really great to hear the things you've shared today um and and you come from a yeah as you said a scientific hat background um and you've really persevered yeah, from the time that i've met you to where you are now and how you've evolved and the practices you've evolved um a testament to that so thank you for sharing and talking about um feminine power and how it can really make a difference and that piece about male um male experience is I can really resonate and I can see how that piece of work and how that will help men too to be able to feel that they don't have to live in the way that we are conditioned. Exactly. Um, and I think women have some of those things. We, I think, you know, I can hear some of the things you talk about with about men, uh, but the all the conditioning on my perspective is like the female experience as well as what we as our personal upbringing of what yeah. we've been told day Very in true. day out um and then how that really shapes us and that those beliefs but then what I find phenomenal is this thing you talk about the energy which is slightly different to the energy that say we've talked about before Dr. Jodie Spencer's work about our energy field around us but you're talking about it in a, in a very different way mm. but we're not going to get into that now because that's you know huge um, but um, I really can't recommend uh, her, uh, Anne's book enough it, it's very insightful I think some of it I have to be honest I was at first like a bit defensive um, but no way because nobody wants to believe that we have all this programming that's so very patriarchal because we are free thinking, empowered 21st century women. But it's like this, being an ostrich doesn't help. It is there, it's in all of us, it's what we've inherited. If you 
if you accept that it's there and it is undermining you and do something about it, you can then be more amazing, more empowered, more relaxed, more confident. What have you got to lose? If you say, oh, I don't believe it's there, well, nothing's going to change for you. Yeah. And I, I can hands down say I agree with that because when I felt stuck and I buried my head in the sand and just like, you know what, I'll power through this because I'm a warrior. Um, I felt like I've stood still. And actually, I felt very disempowered, actually, by not opening my mind to some wider um, practices, uh, wider ways of thinking rather than just what I can see and what I've learned on my in my younger life, but actually being open to energy, uh, different ways of accessing um, the universe, really, of uh, how, you know, our, our even thinking about our ancestral um, heritage, because that was something that actually the first time with when, when you and I first met when that was the first time and we talk about it a little bit in our culture but not to the degree that we did when you and I spoke so and that was the first time I had my eyes opened I think I did like feel like oh when I repeated it out loud to my family to my sisters I was like oh my gosh this sounds really weird saying this um but as the years have passed, I've become more, okay, I really can see that. Um, so thank you for for that experience that I had some, what, eight years ago? Yeah. And, and, and how that's grown, you know, it's like you planted a seed and I've done so much work since. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so uh, that's great, thank you. What inspires you? Like just a little bit about yourself, just to finish off. What inspires you to do the work you do? Okay, well, I went through so much. It was, you know, it was so hard. And then I found you know, the, the, the reason and the, the solution. And I then have uh, young women coming to me, you know, 30 years younger than me, who are experiencing exactly the same things as I did all those years ago. And I think it is just so wrong that, you know, literally decades later, what women are having to put up with out there in the workplace is exactly the same. Come on, you know, why is it not changed? And it hasn't changed because this operating system hasn't changed. We may have the equal opportunities law and all of that, but all of this subtle stuff, it still goes on. Women are still reacting in the same way. And it's just wrong. So I started off with this, you know, a passion to prevent other women being held back the way that I was, other, other women losing their careers the way that I did. Totally. And then, as you know, I had the big tragedy in 2014 when my, my daughter passed away. And I totally went from... I, you know, I, I'm passionate about um, bringing this to the women who need it. And it became, it is so important that, you know, every woman I can possibly help has access to, you know, these tools and this understanding. Because even though you know, my daughter's obviously no longer here, in a way, I, you know, I, I've, I've thought about, you know, how would it have been for her had she grown up? And I would have wanted her to have that freedom to be herself, you know, to not be put down to not have 
the authority automatically assigned to the man standing next to her because she's female. And it's so important that the next generation and the one after that does not have to go through what women of, of, of you know, my age have, have gone through. And the thing is, the reason why we've had it hard is because we are the women on, on the cusp, if you like. We're the first, pretty much in history, to have all the opportunity to have the freedom and do what you want and have the careers and have the education. But because we're the first, all the subtle stuff has not had time to catch up. So we've been on this transition, suffering all this mismatch and everything. And as I've explained, it comes out in different ways for different people, but it's a huge, huge thing. And the fact that I see it in, in women so much younger, it just, it needs to change. Yeah. And just the top level stuff isn't addressing it because these effects are very deep, they're very ingrained and there's so many layers to it. It needs to change and that's what my, you know, that's what I'm passionate about. Well, and it, it just, that just made me think actually, like when you said first we're on the cusp, it's like um, we're coming towards the end of our time, but I really wanted to make this point because actually it's really valid that I'm first generation Indian in, in the UK and there are many the same in this country in, in America and I'm a woman as well and where we are the first to break so many um, right break barriers uh, on, we've broken so many um, things that we haven't ever ever had before because mm. we've always been in a different well, in a different environment for a start, uh, often from countryside where women have been, have had um, n very little career opportunity and may have been able to go to school, um, but then to be able to come into a completely different type of society and have an education, being able to go to university and have huge opportunities to think what we could go and do. And some of us may not have felt like we had that because our parents some parents were very, very particular oh. about what career profession you went into. But the point is, is that um, some, you know, it's not just Asians, I'm Indian, but there are people from all the way, all the way around the world that have come to various Western societies that are also have the experience of not just the Asian, the female experience, but then on top of that, their um their race experience of being exactly. the exactly. first first in women and but the first in their in their you know race or mm. their culture exactly. so the, the whole thing it is exacerbates it so you know, if you're like me you know, white english uh, my my mother had certain opportunities to a certain point but nowhere near as much as i had so and i've worked with a lot of um, asian ladies as you know, and uh, and what I, what I find is that it's it's like um, the, the effect is sort of 50 years, maybe one generation um, more challenging if you've got the cultural thing on top. That's that's my kind of um, ballpark understanding from having worked with a, a lot of women. The same factors are there, but absolutely you've got to have all of that you know, ancestral stuff on uh, from the culture as well to deal with. And it all has the same effect. It just pulls you back even more can create more conflict. It can, it can create a lot of motivation on the surface, but it can undermine you underneath over time as well. 
Yeah, because it does, it, it, you know, there's that thing where it just drives you. You just, I'm driven to want to achieve and but make a difference to women's life. I'm very aware of being less masculine, um, but using the balance of my assertion of being, have my masculine traits, but mm-hmm. really much more aware of how my softer female energy can make the biggest difference and actually to me for me children were the thing that helped me do that um I don't think I really had any access to any of my softer I didn't even think there was any softer side to me to be honest (laughs) um until I really had children and then actually I learned that actually I don't need to have this guard because that's probably what I did actually Mm -hmm. along just this huge guard in front of me that propelled me to be um, a certain way. And um, yeah, it's interesting conversation and uh, not just interesting because it's the thing of how you then go from interesting, being aware, and then, okay, well, do I want to live like this? Do I really want to feel this guard all the time? Uh, exactly. It's this, this, compulsion or conditioning to censure ourselves women are making a million little adjustments fitting in all the time we do it automatically Mm. that's the way it is women are criticized more than men especially in positions of authority we see it every day in you know on the world stage all of that means that we are forever looking at ourselves is this right is this right is right and and that in itself it's like it's like a prison the stress of doing that over time is enormous and imagine if that were just taken off and someone said you know what you're actually free to just be you (laughs) not just be you in a nice little female environment but to be you and be the high court judge or the surgeon right (laughs) or the actuary or the mp and not have all of that criticism and bombardment of judgment on you because you are female Imagine, you know, who, who would you be then? How would your life be different? How would that yeah. then be with your children and your husband? How more relaxed would you be? How much more would you feel your own self-assuredness and self-awareness if you weren't automatically you know, being bombarded with all this criticism all the time? It's like, if it, when you begin to think about it, it's like, wow, wow, that really would be different. It's because we've lived with it all the time, we just assume it's normal. But it shouldn't be normal. And that's literally, you know, it's my mission, really, to say this this is the normal we've had to put up with, but it's not the normal that's, that's right. Yeah. Let's, let's change that. Fantastic. I think that's an absolutely excellent parting thought, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Anne, because I think uh, that will sum it up for people if they're unsure about what we've spoken about this whole time. That is what really helps sum up what. Uh, what difference you can make to your life by um, one being aware and and then taking those steps to uh, change the the energy we we live in and our deep deep limiting beliefs. Um, so thank you for your time, and I honour your oh thank you, and I honour for your um, thoughts, your openness and honesty uh, of sharing even mentioning the the really difficult times in your life and what that has made a difference to the work you bring to the world so um 
Thank you. And thank you, everybody, for listening this evening and um, on the podcast, too. And Anne, do you have um, any parting thoughts and, and tell us also where we can get hold of you if or anybody that wants to get hold of you, how they can contact you? Oh, right. Well, um, you can reach me through my website, which is feminineconfidence.com. And also, of course, uh, on, on Facebook, it's Anne Whitehouse PhD. Okay. So those are probably the, the best places to get to get hold of me. And I guess, you know, the, the, I think I probably said it already, they, my, my parting thought really is, you know, there, there is nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. But when you are used to a certain energy around you that's been there your whole life, you kind of assume that's all that it can be. But it's not. When you look at it with, you know, with fresh eyes and say, goodness, actually, I am adjusting myself all the time. I am doing this, that and the other because it's expected. I am. I do feel that I'm losing my power. You know, when you look at it with with that new awareness, that puts you in a completely different position. And that is that can then open the door to you freeing yourself from that and you know, if if you've whatever you've achieved up until now, you've done it with all of this undermining you to some extent. So imagine if you were to allow that to go, you know, how amazing could you be then? Fantastic. Well, thank you, Anne. And uh, we'll see you all next time uh, for our next chat. Thank you for listening today. I hope you found it inspiring and of value. Please leave a review too. If you're able to, this would be really appreciated. It helps others find the podcast. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts and you can also subscribe there too, among other podcast platforms also. Please also share with your friends and family and help to spread the word of this podcast. And if you would like help with prioritizing yourself, your health and changing your narrative for your life, please get in touch. I am here to help and make a big difference by empowering and coaching and giving women strategies to change their life and their health. And you can get in touch with me via versha Take care until next time. Thank you.